Welcome, folks, to Lords of Order, episode 67. I am your host, Ed Moore. This is a DC's Dr. Fate fan podcast, and there are spoilers ahead. If you want to send feedback, you can send that to the Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com. BigTimeNoise.com slash Dr. Fate is the website. Pages appear for Lords of Order on Google Plus and Facebook. And Teal, T-E-A-L Productions is the Twitter handle to use. Today, more fun comics, the 1936 volume, issue 79, cover dated 1942, is where I'm pulling from the Dr. Fate story. That is brought to us scriptedly by Gardner Fox. Pencils, inks, and letters are all by Mr. Howard Sherman, and the story is entitled The Deadly Designs of Mr. Who. You can find this reprinted in the Golden Age Dr. Fate Archives, issue 1, or volume 1 actually, from uh, DC, cover dated I think 2007 is when that started coming out. Now, cool thing about this issue of More Fun Comics is uh, after the Dr. Fate story, about two-thirds of the way through, there is a half-page ad for the issue of All-Star Comics that I discussed last episode. I thought that was kind of cool. Cross-pollination, as you will. All right. Our narrator tells us, you have read of Dr. Fate's conquest of the diabolical Mr. Who, discoverer of Solution Z, which empowers him to meet any emergency. Shackled, this cunning criminal is at last bound for jail, knowing only too well that no bonds can fetter him long, for already his warped mind is hatching an evil plan of escape. But our Dr. Fate's ingenuity and courage a match for the corrupt Mr. Who. Read on. Stop. Look and listen to Dr. Fate's most fantastic experience, which begins in a railway station one gray, grim afternoon. Fade out. Fade back into the rail station, where we see Mr. Who asking for a simple glass of water. The agents hand him a glass of water, and as he's lifting it up to his mouth, he surreptitiously tosses a small pill into it, and enables him to ingest some of his Solution Z. Using the powers to protect him that Solution Z does, he starts growing in stature and size, breaking the shackles that were on his wrist, large enough to where he steps over the train, out of the platform, into the city streets, towering as high as any of the buildings, people yelling and screaming, and as they're looking up to watch, he suddenly shrinks down thus seemingly to disappear in front of their very eyes. He runs to a car, jumps in it, and takes off in a getaway car, normal size but invisible. So only a suit of clothes is seen driving the car away. Off at the Mogan estate, we catch up with Inza and Kent Nelson, who are here. Mr. No is surreptitiously watching them. Inza believes she sees him, but when Kent turns around to look, climbs up on the wall where she says he was, and he looks around. No uh, visible evidence that Mr. Who was ever there, because once again, as soon as he was noticed, he shrunk quickly, thus disappearing to microscopic size, our narrator tells us. 
Running through the grass, he heads to the house, Mr. No does. Enters in his small state. Mogan notices this small living doll, as he calls him, in his library as he's doing his daily business. But Mr. No grows to normal size, threatens Mogan, and then to get him to do what he wants, increases size to where he is as big as the room will allow him to be, and throttles Mogan into unconsciousness. Mr. No reaches through the safe, the wall safe there, snatches up the money that Mogan has in it, and makes off with it. Kent and Inza are now inside the house doing, you know, who knows what. Kent says he thought he heard a sound, and as he is, and, and he and Inza go up to the library, enter, and find Mogan on the, on the floor. Kent Nelson changes into Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate says, well, Inza, you must have been right in that you saw Mr. No, even though I didn't, because that would explain what has happened to Mogan. Call the ambulance for him. I will set off looking for Mr. No, probably at his old headquarters. So that's where I'll head first. And as he's heading that way, Fate crosses paths with Mr. No as he's about to jump into his car to make his getaway off of Mogan's grounds there at the house. A fight ensues. Dr. Fate seems to be getting the upper hand, but Mr. No grows to massive, massive proportion. And as he's about to step and squash, although he can't squash because we have been told numerous times that Dr. Fate's body is indestructible, right? We were just told that in All-Star Comics, as a matter of fact. I don't know if I mentioned that, but, but it was. That's how the rays worked on him in, in All-Star Comics issue. So he's concerned that Mr. No is about to step on him. So as the foot comes down, he reaches up and grabs the shoelace of the shoe and is swinging on it. Mr. No realizes that and gives a mighty kick, throwing Dr. Fate off of the shoelace through the air, crashing into the bowl, B-O-L-E, of a great tree and drops to the ground unconscious, the narrator tells us, of Dr. Fate. Mr. No jumps in his car, gets away. An hour later at a waterfront dive, Mr. No enters, gathers up some of his boys that were working for him before. Tells them of his new plot. He changes his features to look like Mogan, the multi-millionaire. Shall, shall we say billionaire? And so that is his plan. He will assume the guise of Mogan, and all of Mogan's money will be theirs. Now he knows, Mr. No, that Mogan was taken to the hospital. I'm not quite sure how he is aware of that, but he is. Dr. Fate has now come to his senses, having been thrown against a tree, and decides that he is going to, let's see, go check on Mr. Mogan, because he figures that will be one of the first places that uh, Mr. No goes to. No, no. He just decides that he's going to go check on Mogan, just because he knows that he's been hurt, and he's a, he's a friend of Kent. So he talks to Inza. Make sure where Mogan is. He has been taken to the hospital. So, Fate goes to the hospital. Now, at the same time Fate arrives, we see Mr. No in the guise, or not in the guise of, but hidden, check into the hospital. 
So he tells his boys they notice Dr. Fate. He tells them not to worry. Fate can't tell who I am. Hmm? They sneak into Mogan's room. Mr. No assumes the, the guise of Mogan. Mr. No's boys carry Mogan's body out to the car, and they're going to take him for a drive. Hand quotes here. Air quotes. Dr. Fate talks to the nurse, goes to check on Mogan. Mogan acts all funky and doesn't want to be bothered, but the solution Z gives him away because it senses, or his body senses, or he senses that he's in danger. And in a reaction to that, Solution Z does something to protect him, so he starts to grow. Fate rushes up, knocks him around, knocks him out, throws him against the wall, unconscious. He quickly runs out, locates the two boys carrying Mr. Mogan, dispatches them in a rather humorous, uh, leapfroggy kind of way here. Snatches up Mogan, carries him back to the bed, tells the nurse, this is the real Mogan, don't worry about the other dude, that wasn't him. Goes back to get this dude... Mr. No now has reduced himself to small size, trying to run away. Fate snatches him up and says, Don't do anything or I will squash you like a bug. I'm crushing your head, he says, basically. And I'm doing the little fingers, too. You guys can't see that. So he snatches up Mr. No, uh, flies him to the prison where he was, the federal prison. Along the way, the effects of... The Formula Z wear off, so Mr. No assumes the normal human guys, uh, unaffected by Preparation Z. <laughs> See what I did there? Prepar- yeah, okay, never mind. Um, talks to the warden, says, here's your prisoner who has escaped. He's back. Fate then goes back to the hospital, rounds up the two lackeys, takes them to the local magistrate. Weeks later, final couple panels, we see Fate talking to Mogan. And we see in the final panel, Mr. Z behind bars with a guard there in the hallway also. And the narrator tells us, but steel bars would not restrain Mr. Who. Did I say Mr. Z? I'm sorry. Mr. Who. If he had his solution Z. There we go. Can the underworld deliver some to him? Don't miss the thrilling Dr. Fate sequels in more fun comics. And so there we go. Not as much flying in this story as we have had in the others. There were some indications that he was flying, so of course you know what my comment is going to be about is flying in the Golden Age, so I won't make it. Nice, kind of a lighter, fun book. You know, you had the human bad guy, and fate beat him, but got tricked, and he got away, and he had to catch him and beat him again, and you had some thugs that got beat up, and just a, I think a good general Golden Age fate story. Head bad guy, some thugs, Enza made an appearance. You had somebody who he was directly trying to protect, Dr. Fate was, other than Enza, of course. Um, so just nice, nice all-around Golden Age story, I think. Next time out, guys, will be issue 11 of the current volume of Dr. Fate. Talk to you then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.